Races, powered by The Racing Biz, your independent voice for racing and breeding in the Mid-Atlantic. On the web at theracingbiz.com. On the radio, on ESPN Richmond, it's off to the races. Here's Nick Hahn. Got a little too much sweet Virginia breeze this week at Colonial Downs as a tropical storm slash hurricane came real close to passing over uh, the center actually passing very close over the eye of colonial downs and it's had an impact on racing this past week and we'll catch up on that thanks for spending some time with us on off to the races this morning we have a packed show daryl wood frank vespi uh, coming up in mere moments rebecca labert the apprentice jockey had a breakthrough day i want to say it was on sunday yeah, Sunday she had three wins on the card. CC Lopez, the veteran jockey uh, who was ridden uh, primarily in the Northeast but has spent the last two summers at Colonial Downs. He'll join us at about 10.30. We're going to bring in a little bit of help because we have a lot of racing to catch up with. The Ellis Park Derby. It's Travers Day at Saratoga check your calendar it's not on the last saturday in august as it typically is uh in a normal year they've moved it up and it actually kind of serves as a derby prep tis the law who you heard in the opening will be getting a start here and there's a little strategy maybe uh the travers will in essence be a prep race for the kentucky derby it might get run that way we'll talk about that with derby bill watson and we're going to give him some help barry spears the sniper will join us uh in the handicapping segment a little bit later in the show but let's just kind of recap what has happened at colonial downs boy if covid wasn't enough all of a sudden mother nature shows up you know opening night i did have an opportunity to catch about half of the race card person in live uh, and i mean between everyone wearing masks between the lightning and the thunder and the storm clouds a um, couple of two-year-olds tossing their riders in the post parade. It was a little bit of an eerie feel. I was waiting for Ichabod Crane to come out of the woods with a with a pumpkin uh, in his arm uh, and with no head as part of um, as part of uh, the festivities at Colonial Downs. I mean, it was it was a, kind of a scary opening night, and it was such a precursor for what the meet has been so far. So the first day of the meet. July 27th, too much heat, postponed. Second day of the meet, too much heat. They uh, delayed post time and just went through a speedy setup to get the races in. But they um, they did get the races in. That Wednesday was a normal day, Wednesday, uh, July 29th. And then you had a makeup day on Sunday, not originally part of the calendar. Rain caused quick post times on August 3rd, the, the second Monday, the, what turned out to be the first Monday of the meet. Hurricane comes in. Uh, Isaias, I think is how you pronounce it. I still don't know how to pronounce it. On August 4th, canceled racing. On the following day, they pulled racing off the turf after getting, it had to be more than the 5.13 inches that was logged at the Richmond Airport in New Kent, uh, being further east, about 20 miles further east, probably more than that. Uh, so racing was off the turf. They get three racing, three races in, then they have a power outage uh, due to lightning. And so Sunday will be a makeup day. Uh, this tomorrow will be a makeup day for racing at Colonial Downs. So there, there you have it. They've basically just had one normal day of racing so far in the meet. Uh, but the racing has been spectacular. Um, it's been very entertaining. They've been some thrilling finishes. And Nick's Picks, if you've been following, has been doing exceptionally well. 
uh, clipping 19 winners in 30 races that have been run so far. Uh, very proud of, of that. Almost at about 60% there in terms of the top win percentage. Not paying very much, but wins are wins. So, um, Hope you stick with Nick's picks a little bit longer, and, and I'll try and get you a few more winners there uh, on the tip sheet. This week, looking at Colonial Downs, lot a lot better weather situation there. It's just tomorrow, 88 degrees, only a 20% chance of rain. Monday, 90 degrees. These are highs in New Kent. We'll take it. Anything under 90 is kind of like my golf score. It's good in New Kent. And so 20% chance of rain on Monday, just a 10% chance, 91 on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, a 40% chance of rain, 89 degrees. It might be an opportunity to finally get a normal week of racing on that supernatural turf course there at Colonial Down. So, um, we're going to look forward to that, and we look forward to talking to Daryl Wood, who joins us now on Off to the Races. Daryl, good morning. Morning, Nick. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a little. I mean, it's been a bit of a hop, skip, and jump steeplechase start to the meet at Colonial Downs, but they're still racing. And uh, boy, take us through this first two weeks of racing. It's been an adventure, hasn't it? Yeah, like you said, a little bit uh, uneven, you know, and in racing, you really want to get momentum on your side where horse players around the country get used to seeing, you know, your races as scheduled <laughs> and not worry about, you know, are they going to be racing? Is it too hot? Are they getting thunderstorms? The other night, the power went out after a lightning strike after the third race that was on on Wednesday. So, it, ironically, the night before, the betting handle uh, got to nearly $1.5 million, which is really a, a good mark, and I think kind of what folks had, had hoped for this meet, and that was a really good sign. And then you come back Wednesday, the races were taken off the dirt, off the turf onto the dirt anyways because of all the rain from the tropical storm. But then to have the racing canceled after the third race because of a, a power outage was kind of a you know a kick in the rear end. But uh, anyways, there, there is racing tomorrow, so the makeup card for Tuesday is Sunday. Uh, racing Sunday through Wednesday, 5.30. I know the dining room is sold out already tomorrow. So uh, hopefully, like you said, the weather looks better and this thing can kick into gear on a uh, on a regular basis. What do you see? You have pretty much unprecedented access in terms of this summer, in terms of you know being able to talk to jockeys, trainers um, after racing, during racing. I, we saw the we have Rebecca LaBear uh, coming up on the show here in about fifteen minutes, and um, you did a little piece with her for the for the Virginia Horse Racing website. There, um, that was it was a good day for her. She you caught her after the first race. It was a nice little segment. But what are you hearing like from the jockeys and trainers in terms of racing without the fans? I mean, it's something that was kind of clear to me from the onset that they they're not used to looking in an empty grandstand in the afternoons, maybe in the mornings, but uh, they like to to hear a little noise and people there. Yeah, well, no, but nobody's uh, used to that. It's, it definitely takes them getting used to, and the jockeys as well, to not hear. That's what you hear from them is turning for home to not hear the, the crowd, you know, roar as the horses go to the finish line. But, uh, you know, they're, they're competing. Uh, the purse money is good. Uh, hopefully we get consistent here and race three days a week. I know I talked to uh, the Times-Dispatch as well, talked to Trevor McCarthy and his fiance Katie Davis, this week, and, and they've never had this much time on their hands. They've got to stay at the track uh, full time. So they race Monday to Wednesday and then are free Thursday to Sunday. So they've been going to Yorktown and Jamestown and catching museums and trying to stay occupied. But they've never had this opportunity. So, you know, good ways, good ways and, and, and some, you know, new ways, I guess, as well. But, you know, jockey-wise, it's, it's been an interesting meet. I know you're going to have Rebecca LeBaron, on, and she had a riding triple on Tuesday, kind of her big coming-out day. As a, as a rider, but uh, we just mentioned Katie Davis, and she's another face to look at. Forrest Boyce, uh, second in the jockey standings right now. So three women that are really making their presence felt, and it makes racing interesting here uh, with that aspect. Yeah, that, how appropriate in a place that's basically, uh, you know, women are a predominant theme from the time you walk into the door uh, there at Colonial Downs, seeing the uh, all the women jocks uh, in that big mural uh, on the wall to the right as you come in. Well, uh, Daryl, thanks for uh, 
joining in. Any any words before racing tomorrow? Yeah, no, just uh, you know, enjoy Sunday to Wednesday, four straight days. Post time is five thirty. You can bet it on TVG, on Express Bet, on Twin Spires, on Naira Bets. And, and again, uh, there's a little bit of confusion about this, but the Jockey Club dining room, the third floor, is open with two tat tables and standing room. So people can go out to the races in New Kent, very limited seating and limited standing, but, but get go to the website, colonialdance.com, get your reservations in, and you can see some of this action at dinner dinnertime uh, and enjoy them. Yeah, that's the we've certainly been watching the video and the racing from afar and it's 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 been action. It's it's certainly some some bad beats. Uh less my uh win percentage actually go up. Thanks Daryl for joining us. Yep, you got it, Nick. Happy uh happy Hamiltonian day to all. That's right. Let me get your oh, I I blew it, Daryl. What's your Hamiltonian pick? I absolutely blew that. I got the PPs oh, right only, here. Only for the storyline, there's a couple Phillies in this race for the first time ever. And Derby Bow's going to have fun with the names because they're all music tie-ins. But Sister Sledge and Ramona Hill. So we'll go with uh, Ramona, who, uh, you know, it, actually the Philly is the favorite of 5-2. to two, 4.35 post time at the Meadowlands. 4.35 today. The biggest harness race on the planet at the Meadowlands later today. Um, and I think it's on tape delay on CBS. You can actually um, watch Yep, from it. 6 to 7. Yep. Hey, I've been paying attention. I'm, I'm, I'm learning, man. I'm learning this harness stuff. All right. Thanks, Daryl. All right. Um, it, we got um, Daryl Wood, who gave us an update there. Uh, just kind of a quick rundown. We got Tis the Law running today at Saratoga in the Traverse Stakes. Uh, Tis the Law, the pr- pretty much the, the points leader on the Kentucky Derby Trail. And we'll have a little bit more uh, about the Travers and some of the other racing at Saratoga a little bit later on the show. Want to bring in Frank Vespi uh, from theracingbiz.com. Frank, good morning. Morning, Nick. How are you today? I'm doing fine. I uh, actually have all the family together in town for the first time and sometimes. So uh, uh, kind of excited about that, but still still taking some time out to do this this little show here. And um, wanted to just kind of get your thoughts maybe on the beginning of Colonial. Have you ever seen a start of the meet uh, that just began with so much unlucky weather really um to to be an impediment we thought there might be some COVID issues at the beginning of the meet that might set back colonial downs we do and we always kind of knew about the weather but you know what what do you take what's your take on the first two weeks not complete weeks but two complete weeks uh of colonial downs as 2020 season well, it's uh, obviously the weather's crazy, but it's also just sort of of a piece with what 2020 has been. You know, this is, yeah. I think this, this is going to. I saw a headline in the Washington Post the other day that that this is going to end up being a lost year for the economy. I think it's a lost year in a lot of ways, and and uh, you know. The, it's just, of course, there would be, you know, terrible weather. And of course, there would be cancellations because of it, because just because that's the kind of the way 2020 has gone. So no reason that you'd, that you'd expect Colonial to escape this either. But obviously, it's too bad. And obviously, it's posing all sorts of challenges, particularly when you have a brief meet and you're trying to do 18 days over the course of six weeks. And and uh, the, posing all kinds of challenges, but I, you know, one of the things that's interesting, and I know you're talking to Rebecca Labar later on today, and uh, because you have these very restricted jockey colonies, you know, you, you've yeah. got. Uh, You've got Trevor McCarthy and Forrest Boyce winning every other race, of course, so that, that, that's going to take a lot of wins. But it's also going to give an opportunity to Re- Rebecca Labar, who just doesn't get mounts generally. You know, she's going to get some chances. We, we have a story, a couple stories up on the racingbiz.com, one about Alexander Crispin, who's a young rider, uh, apprentice rider at Delaware Park, and one about Farron Peterson, who you've had, who's doing well at Monmouth. And they're both getting lots of chances where they're riding because there's just not enough bodies in the colony. So they're going to get some cracks at some decent horses. And so this may, may prove to be kind of a fun summer in that some riders who just might not surface otherwise are, are going to get a chance to make a mark. 
Yeah, it's it's uh, certainly. I was going to ask you about that because uh, it has presented some opportunity. Colonial has always been an opportunity for that up and coming jockey, and and uh, we've seen so many come through and and basically launch more successful careers at at Colonial. Uh, going through the racing biz, we see, uh, and, and I don't think this is any big surprise, uh, but uh, one of the posts, the stories written was about Timonium uh, that won't race this year uh, in 2020. Uh, you know, another impact. Uh, what does that impact have up in Maryland, especially uh, not, not only in Maryland through the Mid-Atlantic, but with Timonium not running? Well, you know, honestly, I don't know that it is a huge impact overall in the sense that, you know, racing will continue for the days that Timonium would have had. Racing will take place at Laurel Park, so there will continue to be racing in Maryland. Um, The thing that's interesting about Timonium, and and I really found in response to this piece, among some other stuff I've done with Timonium over the years, but there's just this, this... reservoir of goodwill towards Timonium. You know, people just, they really like the meat. It's uh, it's a fair meat. It's the only fair meat left on the East Coast. It's, it's uh, you know, it's just a different kind of atmosphere. You know, racing, you go to Laurel Park and you know, racing's a serious business and we're doing serious things here. And then you go to Timonium and it's a state fair and everybody's had maybe one more beer than they normally would have. And, <laughs> and you know, people are are cheering, you know, when the horses come into the stretch, the grandstand is alive with with people cheering, and it's just a, a fun and different atmosphere. And there just is a lot of goodwill. I mean, the racing quality isn't great, and you get a uh, you see a lot. Of, it's although it is another place that's sort of interesting where uh, jockeys, you know, get a chance to to do some damage that maybe don't normally get a lot of mounts. A couple of years ago. Um, you know, there was a uh, Aaron uh, Aaron Walker, I think her name was, who came down from Presque Isle Downs and won a bunch of races. We see guys come out from Charlestown and ride, and so it, it's just a different place. And people people in Maryland really have have warm feeling towards Timonium, and and so I think a lot of people are, are disappointed that it won't run this year. But there's no state fair taking place this year either, so Timonium doesn't make a lot of sense if it's not connected to the state fair anymore. Yeah, um, I've never seen live racing there, but it's always been kind of fun, fun to follow. It's Travers Day up at Saratoga. Um, while you know Saratoga isn't necessarily on the Mid Atlantic beat, it's something that we cover on the racing biz and and on certainly off to the races. Uh, any thoughts on Travers Day and just how this fits into the card and maybe even, you know, what what your thoughts may be on the strategy with Tis the Law. We we're not gonna see his best today. Or I don't think anybody wants to see his best today. We want to see that in three or four weeks. Uh, we're inside thirty days to go to the uh, Kentucky Derby now. Um, you know what do you, what are your thoughts on you know it's odd racing days about, but it's gonna be pretty odd up at Saratoga today. Yeah, I, I, you know, obviously the Travers has been moved to a couple, three weeks earlier than its normal spot. You know, it's the it's the Midsummer Derby, except this year the der- the actual Derby is also taking place in the summer. So, it, it's just a very strange day, and and uh, the point you raise, I think, is a really interesting one from a handicapping perspective. What do you do with Tesla Law? He's even money in the morning line. I mean, he's the best horse. I think we know that, at least in, in the group that he's facing here. But is he going to be all the way cranked up? I mean, I, you know that uh, that Barkley tagged the trainer and Jack Knowlton and Sacatoga Stables, the owners. You know that they really want the Travers. This is, you know, as big a race uh, as there is for three-year-olds outside of the Triple Crown series. But on the other hand, they got a horse that is a legit Triple Crown contender. Uh and you still have two of those races to go. So uh, how how cranked up this horse is going to be in this spot is a really interesting handicapping question. And I, I kind of feel like you you got to look elsewhere a little bit just for the value proposition. Somebody else has to offer better value than even money on Tesla Law in this spot, I would think. Yeah, we saw that last week in the shared belief out at Del Mar where Honor AP may not have, uh, I mean, he didn't, there was plenty left in the tank perhaps for Honor AP. They were thinking more than just a uh, 
getting some points for the Derby and the shared belief. Frank, thanks for uh, joining us on Off to the Races this morning. We're going to head the break, and uh, happy Travers Day. Well, happy Travers Day to you and the listeners, and uh, we'll be talking to you down the road a piece. Thanks, Nick. Great. Frank Vespi of theracingbiz.com. We're going to break. When we come back, we'll have speak with Rebecca LaBear. Find out who she is. She's won three races, uh, four, I think, on the – I have to look that up during break. I think she has four on the meet so far. You're listening to Off to the Races. Win a free golf trip to Myrtle Beach. Download the ESPN Richmond app to register. The Home Service Club sponsors this paid advertisement. Attention homeowners. Broken AC, $4,600. Water heater, $1,500. Fridge on the fritz, 1000 bucks. You need home warranty coverage from the Home Service Club. For around a dollar a day, if any of your covered appliances and systems break down, HSC will either do the repair or replace them. HSC has over 15,000 pre-screened, highly rated technicians with the fastest response time in the industry. HSC provides coverage for up to 47 different appliances and systems in your home. Call for a free, no-obligation quote from a trusted HSC service specialist about a home warranty for your entire home, all backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. 800-363-7885. Call now and get your first month free, plus $75 off your first year. 800-363-7885. 800-363-7885. That's 800-363-7885. 800-363-7885. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalpage. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home? And you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-926-1701. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-926-1701. 800-926-1701. That's 800-926-1701. VirginiaHorseRacing.com. Across Virginia, from the Tidewater to the Shenandoah Valley, from the summer thoroughbred season at Colonial Downs in New Kent to the fall harness meet at Shenandoah Downs in Woodstock, from steeplechase meets like the Virginia Gold Cup at Great Meadow or Foxfield or Middleburg, or Montpelier to point to point race action on VirginiaHorseRacing.com. Find them on Facebook. It's a great resource. In addition to live races, Virginia residents can wager horse racing online seven days a week via four Virginia Racing Commission approved industry partner sites. TVG.com, ExpressBet.com, TwinSpires.com, and NYRABets.com. Find out more at VirginiaHorseRacing.com. Hey, this is Jim Powell. Listen to the two-time defending National League East champion Atlanta Braves right here all season long. Richmond's 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. We've got 316th a while ago to reel in back charge. On the outside, Hypnotist is getting closer now with each and every stride. Yes means no is four lengths behind that one. Godaway has made up significant ground. Is fourth on the inside. A final 16th to go. It's back charge. Here's Hypnotist on the outside. Hypnotist drawing up on level turns. Back charge kicks back toward the inside. Hypnotist and back charge these two in a driving finish. It's very close, but Hypnotist looked to have got it. Back charge was second. Third went to yes means no. Fourth to Godaway. Hypnotist did get the win. That was the third win on the night for Rebecca LaBear, who joins us now on Off to the Races. Rebecca, you may have heard in the uh, 
intro coming back to to break that while they're not a lot of fans of Colonial Downs, they are very, very vocal. And uh, perhaps you heard that in the background there, the crowd noise. We'd like to pump that in. And uh, thanks for spending some time with us on Off to the Races this morning. And congratulations on your three-win day. Well, thank you. Um, Let's... uh, Wanted to just kind of talk to you uh, a little bit. A lot of people don't know who you are, apprentice jockey. Um, the meet has always been kind at Colonial to a lot of newcomers. And, uh, you know, we just kind of wanted to, to, to tell us a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up? How did you get interested in horse racing? Um, so I grew up mainly in Minnesota and Wisconsin. But my family, we moved around a lot because, like, my mom loves moving. So I was kind of all over the country, and I've always liked horses. Like, I'm just obsessed with horses. I haven't had ponies since I was seven. And it kind of just went from there. Like, when we were little kids, we would always watch the Derby and whatnot. But other than that, had no relation to horse racing whatsoever. Whatsoever. How how did you... uh... How did you pick up the trade? Who introduced you to horse racing and and you know exercise? How did you get your start? How did you, how did you wade into these waters? So, my mom and I we watched the Ruffian movie, and this was when we lived in North Carolina. And my mom was like, "Oh, this is so exciting!" She was trained like in South Carolina, so my mom packed us all up in the van. We trundled down the road to South Carolina and met the trainer that trained Ruffian. And my older sister at the time, she wanted to gallop, and she also wanted to ride. And we got linked up with a jumps trainer, who is the one I won with the horse in the last. It, that jumps trainer, he taught my sister how to ride. He taught Arch me Kingsley. how to ride. Yep. Yes. So that's where I learned, and I went from Arches to Billy Mott to Michael Matz, and then I went to Australia for a bit and came back here and started riding. On the steeplechase circuit, where did you did you ride on the steeplechase circuit itself um, yeah, ever, or, yeah. or is that how it started? Yes, yeah, I rode a couple. You know, they have those little training flat races, and I rode a couple of those. Rode a couple times races, and then went to the flat. Who is uh, who has been like very influential in terms of being maybe a mentor for you? We had Farron Peterson on the show about a month ago. Uh, she actually was looking before the the jockey colonies got locked down. Uh, she was looking at right, maybe riding at Colonial Downs. You might have picked up some of her mounts, fortunately. But um, just wanted to see, like, you know, who has been like a extraordinary a mentor, you know, a coach for you and uh, and bringing you along so far in your career. Uh, my brother-in-law, Rosario Montanez, he's also a jockey, an incredible rider. He's just, I, there's, I would li- there's no way I'd be riding here and riding the way I am without his help. Like, he's incredible. He's helped me so much. So, uh, looking at all the different tracks that you have ridden, you've traveled around the country, what are your thoughts on Colonial Downs? I love it. Oh, my gosh. I've never, never been on turf like this in my life. Like, it's incredible. It it really is. It's a it's a fascinating uh, turf course, and and every now and then I try and challenge it. Um, you know, to, to uh, I hate it when they pull racing off the turf at Colonial, but uh, uh, every now and then I try and put it's it really to the sad. test too much. But uh, the um, looking at this upcoming week, you have I think I counted them right here. It looks like you have twenty four assignments in the next four days at Colonial Downs. Many with uh, very very different jockeys. You do have one for uh, Arch Kingsley again, uh, so maybe an opportunity to team up. I see Karen uh, Dennehy Godsey has you on uh, Tess Kennis on Wednesday, um, but I mean you got a very busy week in front of you. Have have you seen that in your jockey book, so to speak, in terms of? Uh, just getting you know more interest and and what's been what's it been like since winning those three races last Sunday? Oh, business has definitely picked up because I mean just look at the entries I ride 
for tomorrow I ride, I believe, five the next day, seven the following day, eight the next day. So it, it definitely helps business. Certainly, and and just as a little uh, uh, tease on the next picks tip sheet, I, Derby Bill has Spectacoli, who you ride in the sixth race as his best best bet of the day. You can see that on the next picks tip sheet on the RacingBiz.com. So, an opportunity there. Well, thanks, Rebecca, for spending. Go ahead. I love Say again. everything I ride. Everything I'm riding this week, and I'm thrilled. Like I cannot wait. Great, great! A, a big week awaiting uh, Rebecca Labar on off to the race on uh, at Colonial Downs, and we we appreciate you spending time on off to the races with us this morning. Oh well, thank you. I appreciate being on here. Great. <laughs> there's uh, there's Rebecca, man. She's um, looking forward to maybe catching up with her this this week, and uh, yeah, she's had she had a good past week, and she looks to have another one. A little bit of a breakthrough jockey. We always seem to have one uh, at Colonial Downs during the meet. We're going to take a break on off to the races. When we come back, CC Lopez. We're going to go from a young female rider to an older male veteran who uh, has also had a nice start to the meet. See what he's been doing and over the course of the last year and catching up with him a little bit after his 60th birthday. You're listening to Off to the Races. ESPN Richmond is an Urban One radio station, minority controlled and operated, and serving the African American community for over 40 years. This is 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Ashland's Eagle Point Farm, located in Richmond's rich traditional thoroughbred country, an area that produced the immortal Secretariat. Eagle Point Farm graduates excel at racetracks throughout the Mid Atlantic, but race at Colonial Downs with a home field advantage. Now managed by Karen Dennehy Gotti, Eagle Point Farm is in its third generation of breeding, breaking, raising, and racing thoroughbreds. You can see why their 44-stall barn stays near capacity. Their developing horses train on a four-and-a-half furlong irrigated training track. Licensed trainers, experienced riders. In the return of racing at Colonial Downs in 2019, Eagle Point Farms captured the $100,000 Tyson Gilpin Stakes with What the Beep. It's What the Beep who comes up calling after the lead. English Harris tries to battle on toward the inside, but What the Beep has all the momentum, and What the Beep wins the Tyson Gilpin. 200 acres of paddocks, round pens, gallops, and care. Ask about the Virginia Certified Residency Program and have your thoroughbreds take flight at Eagle Point Farm in Ashland and online at eaglepointfarm.com. A new college semester is right around the corner. Whether your student is heading back to campus or taking online classes from home, it's a great time to upgrade their mattress to ensure they're getting the rest they need for a successful school year. The Original Mattress Factory offers high-quality, hand-built mattresses at a factory-direct price. We can deliver anywhere in the U.S., or you can pick up any model in any standard size at any of our factory locations. Twin extra-long mattresses are also available. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. The IRS finally caught up with Louie. I hadn't paid my taxes in eight years. I owed the IRS a lot of money. Louie was in deep trouble. We're going to take your house, put a lien on your bank account, uh, garnish your pay. They don't care. They're going to take your paycheck. Louie found out about Optima Tax Relief, the leading tax resolution firm. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, they've resolved over a half billion dollars for their clients. Optima Tax, they helped me. They calmed me down. They made me feel comfortable, and I trust them. Louie has a lot to be thankful for. I don't owe the IRS anymore, and I'm able to live a comfortable life, a lot better life. It was because of Optima Tax. For tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Take it from Louie. If you owe the IRS, don't go on alone. Give Optima Tax a call. They can help you. Call 800-936-9033. 800-936-9033. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Live racing has resumed at Maryland Jockey Club. The summer 2020 meet is currently being conducted Fridays and Saturdays at Laurel Park under the industry's most stringent health and safety protocols. Although Laurel Park is closed to the general public, fans can watch and wager on the action at laurelpark.com and on the First Bet app, the official betting app of the Maryland Jockey Club. First race post time is 12.40 p.m. For more information on the summer 2020 racing schedule, visit www.laurelpark.com. You love getting out in this nice weather, and you love listening to us, so why not do both? Exactly. If you've got your phone, 
You've got us. Hello? Listen to our live stream at ESPNRichmond.com. Final furlong time now. I dream of Lois. Can she make that last furlong? It's I dream of Lois in front by two and a half. Durbin, glory ride down the outside. For the final 16th to go, they still got to come get I dream of Lois. Durbin has 50 yards, but I dream of Lois holding on. I dream of Lois to win it. One of CC Lopez's winners so far in the meet, and he joins us now on Off to the Races. CC, it's been a year. We've traded a few texts on certain big days. Thanks for the Christmas message, but <laughs> it's, I haven't had a chance to talk to you in, a, in about a, a year. How have you been doing? How are you? Uh, great, thank God. Uh, <clears throat> just got back from uh, Tampa in time to uh, ride here at the Colonial Meet, and things are going well. Uh, we see. Uh, we just spoke with Rebecca Labar, who uh, is an up-and-coming rider. wasn't really interested, or didn't have a whole lot of interest in racing. wasn't well connected growing up, and um, and now we're talking to you, which is almost a completely different story. Your father was a jockey. Your sons are jockeys. Um, all sorts of relatives are jockeys. Uh, you know, you're now. You just turned sixty. Happy birthday, by the way. Uh, Thank you. I mean, tell us, tell us about you know where you are in in your career right now, and your thoughts about riding in, in Colonial Downs or anywhere really, for that fact, in twenty twenty. Well, I'm happy to still be able to do it um, as well as I do it at sixty. I was uh, talking to Kevin Boniface this morning a little bit about everything, and uh, you know, as far as uh, you know, our athletes now can ride or do whatever sports they are, they're into far longer than they used to because uh, nutrition's a lot better and we know more about um, exercise and what it does for the body. So I'm very, very fortunate that I'm still able to do it at 60. I Dream of Lois was a uh, winner for next picks on my tip sheet uh, earlier in the week, and congratulations on that win. Uh, a very capable ride there. I mean, uh, they were you were probably easing down a little bit there. I, I saw you kind of kept it, kept uh, Lois to task there, uh, maybe inside the 16th pole a little bit. But, you know, tell us uh, maybe a little bit about that mount uh, and, and just your thoughts of racing at Colonial so far this summer. Well, she's an extraordinary filly. Uh, <clears throat> I started riding her right here at Colonial last year, and I think I win two here, and then I went up to the Meadowlands and win on her. I win on her at Delaware when we went there. Um, she almost died last year. She colicked real, real bad. Hmm. And uh, David Nunn did a fantastic job nursing her back to health, and I got to ride her at Tampa before we came here, and She's, uh, I had help in that win. Uh, she's, she's pretty special. One of the horses that was uh, just really a performer in the meet last year, maybe uh, maybe our listeners will remember this name, uh, is the Zip Zip Man, another nun horse uh, that is slated for, I guess this is trying to keep my days all together, Monday uh, at Colonial Downs in the second race. Uh, this is the first opportunity you'll have to get back on this horse since October uh, when you raced at Laurel. And the first times uh, since you had those two wins at Colonial last summer, uh, a very capable performer on the turf and in the sprint. What are your thoughts on the Zip Zip Man coming into that race? This time it'll be on the dirt. Or actually, no, it it is. It's a sprint. It's a sprint. My mistake here. That's my boy. I named my truck. (laughs) I I won so many races here last year that I bought a a truck and I named them. I named my truck after him, so uh, I really like him. I rode him at Tampa um, this spring, get a couple races in him, and I worked him over the I turf yeah. um, this, um, you know, this meet. And uh, he's doing very, very well, and I, I think he's going to be uh, very, very tough to beat today. And that race, uh, yeah, that race actually to be run on, on Monday. Um, yeah. You're, you have um, you've seen a lot of things at Colonial Downs. What about just the the conditions for with the COVID 
uh, you know, I mean, your history goes all the way back to racing against. Uh, we had Julie Crone on the show not too long ago. You, she actually mentioned you a few times uh, during that interview. Uh, you know, as part of the jockey colony there, and and I want to say you raced against Willie Shoemaker, if I remember that right. Um, you know, you've seen a lot. What what is it like? this year i mean you of all the years of racing you probably haven't expected anything like this no it's uh quite unique um you know going into this meet i thought with all the restrictions it might be even easier but i think it's even tougher now you know with uh, guys like trevor coming in and tyler connor uh, all very very good rider capable riders and uh you know not a lot of horses on the ground, a lot of shippers, and those guys, they cater, they're very loyal to uh, whoever they were riding in Maryland or wherever they're coming from, so, um, yeah, it's just really, really weird. <laughs> I'm not used <laughs> yeah. to riding with a mask. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it must it must be strange. Well, good luck with the Zip Zip Man, and uh, good luck just kind of taking a look here at some of your mounts. You got a um, a busy day. Um, let's see, that's actually I ride a bunch yeah. of horses. I ride like twenty one odd horses uh, throughout the four days uh, that we're racing. Yeah, that's uh, seeing that here. Yeah, you got the Zip Zip Man, but you also got um, Bella Patina, uh, Midnight Swap, um, Secret Lifestyle uh, coming up. So, yeah, there's some nice, uh, nice horses there. Some good mounts. So we look forward to seeing you in the Winter Circle this week. I know Thank you'll be you there. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks. Great. CC Lopez joining us on Off to the Races this morning. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll get into the handicapping. It's Travers Day. It's Saratoga. It's Hamiltonian Day up uh, at the Meadowlands. Plenty to handicap when we come back on Off to the Races. Win a free golf trip to Myrtle Beach. Download the ESPN Richmond app to register. Reason number 87 to choose Diamonds Direct over any other jeweler. Free service for life with no fine print. That's right. When you buy your engagement ring or any piece of jewelry at Diamonds Direct, you will never have to pay a dime in the future for sizing, cleaning, or routine maintenance. Even if she accidentally knocks out a side accent diamond, Diamonds Direct will replace it free. Now, other stores claim to offer warranties, but the catch is they won't honor it unless you bring your ring in for regular inspections. But at Diamonds Direct, inspections are never required. There's no gotcha clause, no fine print, no looking for ways to void the warranty. Plain and simple at Diamonds Direct, we stand behind what we sell and we're committed to servicing it at no charge for life, period. It's all part of our commitment to provide you with the ultimate in value and total confidence. Diamonds Direct, the jeweler you can trust with a no-questions-asked 100% free lifetime warranty. Come see us to learn more. Short Pump West Broad Village, where Richmond gets engaged. Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Come on, one more rep. You got this. Uh, There it is. Nice work, man. You're a beast. Thanks, man. I feel better than I have in years. And I got to tell you, taking Nugenics makes a huge difference for me. Nugenics? That's the uh, testosterone booster with TV ads with Frank Thomas. The big hurt, right? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is Testofin, which helps boost free testosterone levels and increase lean muscle mass. Well, it's clearly working for you. Hey, are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try for themselves? Yeah, Nugenics is a great... Great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. Man, I need to get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics. No problem. You just got to send them a text. Text TIGER to 42424 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of new Nugenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever, to help get you back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text T-I-G-E-R to 42424. That's TIGER to 42424. Don't forget to take us with you wherever you go. We're live at ESPNRichmond.com. And on your smart speaker by saying, play ESPN Richmond. Can't wait for racing to return on Sunday to get me over my blues at Colonial Downs. And, uh... The Kentucky Derby Future Wager has its seventh pool this week, by the way. So uh, with the Ellis Park Derby 
to be run tomorrow and the Traverse Stakes being run today, that'll certainly impact the wagering. I think actually the Derby pool may close ahead of that Ellis Park Derby. So that will make things interesting. And um, one of the things I'm sure we'll talk about here in a minute is about how tis the law, um, whatever result he comes up with today in the Traverse Stakes, they got to be there to win it. They're just such big fans of um, Saratoga, their Sacatoga stable there, that, uh, you know, what does that impact? You know, how will the wagers in that future pool handle the result of the race, whether it's a fifth or a first in terms of the chances of winning the Derby. It's going to be very compelling. Um, And so let's maybe dive into that. We have Barry Spears, the sniper, former Virginia Union basketball player, uh, now residing in Florida, who joins us on Off to the Races and Derby Bill. You know, one thing, one thing, Barry, you have to realize about being in the presence of Derby Bill is that as much as you're going to try and as much as I try to be Johnny Carson, in his presence will only be Ed McMahon. <laughs> and <laughs> that's something uh, everybody finds out. Barry, thanks for joining us on Off to the Races this morning. Thanks so much for having me, guys. It's great. Uh, it's going to be a great day of racing, too. It's good to have you on to talk about handicapping and racing and a uh, guest on our show a little bit while back. Let's maybe start off with uh, the Kentucky Future, Kentucky Derby Future Wager, um, which has a field of 24, 23, and then all others. Uh, what are your thoughts, perhaps, of, and you'll probably get into the Travers as part of this discussion, but what are your thoughts on the Future Wager as it approaches? Um, it, it's it's really tough this year, only because of the longevity of the <laughs> of the trajectory of all these horses. You know, you know this this thing would have been over in May uh, if if things were you know under normal conditions. So you have to factor in, in my opinion, some things that that you probably may not have thought about earlier on. Um, you know, with the Derby being in September. Um, you know, obviously developing horses come along, you know, and they get better as the year, year go, goes on and, and some get not worse, but they just don't, don't keep up that kind of grade one level. Um, you know, one horse that actually kind of stuck out to me a little bit at a price would be a horse like, uh, King Guillermo. Uh, he, he ran great in the Tampa Derby. He ran pretty damn good too in, in the, uh, the Arkansas Derby and they kind of laid him up. And, and I think he's he's been forgotten about. I, I think he's a lot better than people realize. Um, you know, the, and that's just kind of a price play. I, I see he's, he's like thirty to one in, in this pool. So you know that that's definitely a horse that that you might want to consider. I mean, he, he hasn't really run a bad race. Um, so that that's something to consider. Uh, you know, and then the the major players like Tis the Law. You know, obviously he's going to be the favorite i'm sure uh, especially if he wins today um a horse like art collector can kind of move his stock up and, and drop his odds um if, if he runs good at ellis but you know um that was the only one that kind of stood out to me at a price um you know another one maybe carol carol depending on what what he does um but that that's that's really the the four horses i i kind of keyed in on Despite, I, I, I have to give full disclosure, I did bet uh, authentic early in this uh, pool, or basically in the future bets, way back in February. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting uh, pool in the sense that it's been tizzalaw, tizzalaw, tizzalaw. Then all of a sudden, you know, Honor AP kind of jumps up, but then he suffers uh, just, well, I won't say suffers, but gets a little bit of a, a setback last week in the shared belief. It was running well late. Um, but then you have horses that have kind of emerged onto the scene all of a sudden. Authentic, there were a lot of questions about when he finished second in the Santa Anita Derby, but he certainly came back. Art Collector, as you mentioned, uh, running tomorrow, running really well right now. Uh, Country Grammar uh, wins the Peter Pan. So all of these all of these horses have really stepped up. Want to bring in Derby Bill here, who uh, certainly has a take on the future wager um, that we'll want to hear from uh, to get his thoughts on the future wager. Derby Bill, welcome to the show. 
Yeah, happy Travers Day, and uh, tell Mr. Sniper, uh, my only claim of fame in basketball is uh, fouled out at the YMCA in the first half of a game and uh, set the all-time <laughs> record for fastest person to foul out of a basketball game. <laughs> I hey, actually know. Hey, we need those, too. You know, we, we need guys like that. <laughs> yeah, the the uh, protectors, right? Um, yeah, I know. I once, and I don't want to turn this into a basketball show, but I know a guy that fouled out in nine minutes of play one time. But um, anyway, the, uh, the Derby Bill, uh, uh, you know, with the future pool, with the Travers here uh, today, with Tis the Law, you know, doing this race basically. Let's call it three, four weeks before the uh, before the Kentucky Derby. You know what? What do you what do you think about maybe the Derby field? How do you, what do you think of Tis the Law? You know, do you think this? What, what kind of race does he run today? Yeah, a very dangerous race running in the uh, graveyard of favorites. At uh, as a you know four to five or less, uh, three to five chalk here, and Kentucky Derby favoritism is on the line more than the uh, Travers. Uh, just depends on how much he wins, how much he's favored in the Kentucky Derby. And I agree with the sniper. Uh, uh, you look for value in the future pool bet that you can bet till 6 o'clock. Well, in between races 2 and 3 at Colonial and the Ellis Park Derby Sunday, you can squeeze in a late bet on the future. He took uh, King Guillermo, which is an interesting horse that doesn't like doesn't want to race and uh, will be well-rested uh, by the Kentucky Derby. And he's also... Guillermo was the head of the uh, audiovisual department at Colonial Downs and is the head of Gulfstream Park. So sentimental pick on King Guillermo, not not too bad at thirty to one. But the future pool, if you want to bet the future pool this weekend, thirty to one is about the minimum you want to throw on a horse uh, if you're trying for an upset and something happens to Tizzle by the first Saturday in May. You might want a you know fifty to one type horse or a thirty to one horse. Uh, yeah, obviously, uh, Dean Martini will go to the Alcoholics of the World at fifty to one. <laughs> um, there's a few fifty to ones that I might put two bucks on if I uh, can secure a couple wins at the slot machine. Yeah, they'll they'll be in the post parade when that pool closes. They'll be in the post parade for the Ellis Park Derby tomorrow. Let's maybe talk about that. Uh, set this race up. It's a mile and an eighth that'll be run at Ellis Park. The gate's set to go off. At six ten, you mentioned uh, Dean Martini there, Derby Bill. It has a Virginia bred, um, still trying to get into uh, the Derby. We've been talking about this horse basically all summer, and that is uh, Attachment Rate, who uh, Dale Romans has uh, had that nice finish in the Unbridled and um, t- finished in the top three in the Gotham, but is trying to collect some points uh, towards getting into that Derby starting gate, uh, an opportunity at, at Ellis Park to do that. But it, it basically will be uh, our collector here that will garner a lot of the attention here. Let's uh, let's turn to Barry here, and, and what are your th- maybe give us your handicapping angle for the Ellis Park Derby. Well, it's, it's a real interesting race because, um, you know, obviously the, the headliner and, the, and the, the horse to beat will be Art Collector. Um, beyond him, everybody kind of looks the same. Uh, you know, um, Anno Dor, you know, that, that horse kind of, you know, in my opinion, a little peaked a little bit early um, and hasn't run back very well since uh, his... Uh, second in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, although his Los Sal race against Thousand Words kind of looks better now yep. than it did uh, last week. Um, but a horse that, that's really interesting to me is, is uh, Necker Island at a price. It seems like there might be a little bit of pace in this race. Um, situated outside of Art Collector, uh, depending on what kind of style that horse is going to use today. I, I mean, Necker Island could run, you know, little bit behind or, or flank that horse all the way around and get a, a decent trip. Um, I, I think also uh, Dean Martini kind of got the worst of it with his post position. He, he's going to have to hustle. Um, attachment rate is probably going to lay lay back. So, I mean, you know, there is a chance, uh, probably better than what, what the odds are going to say, that our collector could stub his toe here and and, and not run up to, to par and, and you know, 
after that, it, it's kind of a free-for-all. I, I'm going to take a shot with Necker Island maybe um, and, and possibly uh, attachment rate. Okay, some prices there. Uh, Derby build, shared sense is Brad Cox's uh, horse in the race, sired by shared uh, street sense, who you picked in the uh, 2007, was it, Kentucky Derby? Um, a horse there uh, who won the Indiana Derby here with uh, with shared sense. Um, you know, what, what are your thoughts? Who do you like in the Ellis Park Derby today, or tomorrow, rather? Yeah, shared Shared Sense is uh, not nominated to the Triple Crown, so he really needs to win this race uh, like he did the Indiana Derby and then supplement into the Kentucky Derby. Uh, the favorite art collector, the big story is no Bob Baffert horse here, so we uh, might have some value in a race to bet without a Baffert horse in here. Uh, art collector, three wins in a row, just red hot. It's hard to ignore the bluegrass champion's class in this race, but it's hard to bet on that four to five. Um, there's so many Derby winners in this race. The Grand Prairie, Grand Prairie Derby at Lone Star, Little Menace here. Steve Ashmason's uh, Midwest Monster. Uh, big odds, 20 to 1 here. And I like Barry's attitude with the long shots here. So Roddy Yates here, Ellis Park Juvenile winner last year, two years old, comes back. A horse for the turf, you know, horse, horse for the course. Uh, and a Diora scratch from the. Uh, yeah, shared belief to run in this race, uh, ship across country to run in this race. So, and he would be twelve to one. Uh, shared sense is not is nine to two. So, there's so much value in this race. Uh, you, this is one one of the best betting races you'll have this weekend if you can beat our collector. Certainly. Uh, just a few moments here left in the show. I did want to get. We've talked a lot about the Travers, but just wanted to maybe get picks. Uh, from the Travers, from both of you guys, uh, Barry. Let's start with you. Uh, you know, just you got Uncle Chuck, you got Max Player, you got uh, Country Grammar, who are going to be going up against his law. Uh, what's what's the sniper wager on the uh, Travers? You know, I I, I think I, I was going to play a a cold try with uh, his law on top. Uh, Country Grammar and Carol Carol, the horses that that actually have been running well um, at that track at, at Saratoga. Um, I, I think you know Tis the Law is really going to be tough to beat. Um, Carol Carol, I thought ran a, a better race than, than uh, Country Grammar, even though uh, he didn't win. So I'm going to use those three um, in in tries and exactos. Derby Bill, the Travers. Yeah, I'm going offshore and take Tisola and the Travers and Ramona Hill in the Hamiltonian and tie them together in a parlay. And maybe if I can tie that to the PGA Tour, I'll do a trifecta. <laughs> yeah, I definitely wanted to bring up. I got the Hamiltonian sitting right here. Uh, Barry, uh, harness racing, don't know if you like it or not. Um, Absolutely. I love you, it. Okay, great. What are your thoughts on the on the Hambo today? Um, I'm I'm all in with uh, Ramona Hill. Also, I, I don't think she could get beat today. Okay, Derby Bill likes that likes that as well. Barry just wanted to also maybe I don't know how close you follow Colonial Downs, but uh, just wanted to maybe get some thoughts from Florida, perhaps. Uh, you know, being that you've spent some time in Virginia, even though Colonial wasn't open uh, when you were playing ball for Virginia Union, but uh, you know, tell us a little bit of of your thoughts about uh, Colonial Downs from afar. It's a great. Uh, place to play, you know. Um, I, I've had uh, some relationships with a lot of the the people that work there, with uh, the the announcer Jason Beam, um, Merv Huber, who does the uh, paddock announce analysis. So, you know, I have I have a little history with those people. So, um, it, it's it's a really nice track. I, I mean, it's been unfortunate it got rained out the other day, um, but you know that that's just summertime, you know. Uh, yep. But I mean, Especially all their cards have been really really competitive and exciting um and it's definitely worth a look at you know especially them running on on sundays and mondays um you know it's a little bit off off brand but it it, uh it's definitely a higher quality product for for those kind of days derby bill final thoughts yeah, Mother Nature needs to be suspended by the stewards of Colonial Downs. <laughs> Fifteen wins by Mother Nature. Trevor McCarthy only has fourteen wins. So 
really frustrated with Mother Nature. I told you, Barry, we could only be Ed McMahon. Thanks for coming on the show, Barry. appreciate it. All right. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Great. Derby Bill as well. We had Daryl Wood. We had Frank Vespi. We had Rebecca Labar. We had Cece Lopez. We hope you enjoy the racing at Colonial Downs on Sunday. Tune into it. It's been exciting. It's been very uh, compelling, and it's been rewarding. So um, hope you enjoy the racing. Happy Travers Day, everybody, and we'll see you next week on Off to the Races. From the G Law Firm Studios, your personal injury attorneys. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. WXGI Richmond. WTPS Petersburg.